Welcome to Mother, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences. We're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you never have before, but have always needed. It's time to rewrite the mother code. I'm going to say good morning because that's what it is for me. Good morning and welcome to Rewrite the Mother Code with me, Dr. Gertrude Lyons. I'm thrilled and honored and excited to have Clara on my show today. I just realized I've never said your full name. Clara Lucia Amia Carrier. How did I do? So it's, it's, so why don't you just say Clara Lucia Carrier? Clara Lucia Carrier. Yeah. The Jaramillo throws people off. Jaramillo. Jaramillo. Yeah. You got it. Jaramillo. 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 Yeah. You got it. Clara Clara Lucia. Clara Lucia Jaramillo. Jaramillo Carrier. Yes. All right. (laughs) So Clara, welcome to my podcast. I'm so happy to have you. Oh, Gertrude, it's an honor. I am super excited to be here and eager to get into this beautiful morning of conversation with you. Yeah, thanks. As kind of per usual, I guess, I'd love to say a few words about you just so people have an initial introduction, but then the good getting to know you will happen, you know, through the course of our time together. So to get to know Clara a little bit here. So Clara, I know Clara, I'll start with that. I know Clara because we met as I was her mentor in graduate school, as she was getting her master's in transformational leadership and coaching at the right graduate university for the realization of human potential. So I had through that time, various times where I got to, you know, really get to know you, get to know, you know, everything, like things that matter to you and work with you as you did quite a rigorous master's program. <laughs> and oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was beautiful. So I know you for that, but you came into that program already as a business owner and founder of Breaking Through Consulting and Coaching. And that has been an amazing thing. You're Colombian American and have worked so much on your own self. And that's what I'll I'll let you talk more about. You know, I won't Mm -hmm. reveal all of that because my audience I know will want to hear more about your journey. Integrating your consulting integrates 23 years of corporate experience and deep knowledge and social emotional intelligence and bringing your own life experience, but also, and I know you for this because you were an excellent student as far as, you know, but like a lifelong learner, not just, oh, I know how to get a good grade, but someone who was really doing it both for yourself and a really strong desire to serve and support others and be the best that you can be. So you've had working on that with your clients, everything from strategy and brand and that sort of thing, but really bringing purpose to the table and what, why, and what's that about? Mm -hmm. Have worked for some well-known clients like Ronald McDonald House, Charities, Opus Peace, People's Resource Center, the Hershey Company, Indiana Department of Health, and many more. So I've just named a few, but I think it's important to see the depth and breadth and the work that you're doing in the world. So welcome, welcome. And if you don't mind kind of 
taking that as an on-ramp to just give a little bit more about yourself, your journey, you coming here. We're going to be weaving in you as a mother and a Mm -hmm. working mother and how this relates to Rewrite the Mother Code, of course. But let's just have you share. Yes. Well, thank you for that introduction, Gertrude. I think what you say about purpose is really important because purpose, I believe, is what has gotten me to where I am today. And I think before the wonderful education that I received through the right graduate university, I didn't really understood how purpose was part of my ever growing process of becoming, uh, right? And yeah. now I have the language and I have obviously the knowledge and the concepts, but I think that the biggest takeaway for me was the understanding that unless I invest in my own development, mm-hmm. that unless I invest in my own self-awareness and understanding so of who I have become, I really cannot make the greater impact that I can yeah, if yeah. I know all of that. So I think it was really an awakening to understanding how I got here in the first place, right? Like what were all those things from my childhood years that gave me kind of the map and the information that I needed to make sense out of the world around me, make sense Mm -hmm. of the relationships that I even had with my my own parents. So I think it's that's a a beautiful thing, like understanding that there's a lot of things nowadays that come Mm -hmm. from that. And I think for me, as a Colombian American now, I need to really own that part of me that is in the past as a gift because it informs the way that I am now, but it also allows me to even challenge those behaviors or those patterns that perhaps may not be serving me anymore. So even just the thought that it is okay to question things, it is okay to stop and say, wait a minute, where is this coming from? It's almost mm-hmm. like that ability to get curious in, instead of judgmental. And that, I think that has been a really big thing for me. Yeah. I, I, well, I want you to keep going, but I also want to underline that because, and you can say how this was so for you, you know, in the patterning and wiring that you had that led you to not question, right? But so many of us have some version of that, right? And yeah. Occasionally, I meet people who actually their families fostered questioning, and I'm always so jealous. <laughs> I've had to learn that as an adult, but it is a big factor in rewrite the mother code, right? I I want women people to be curious about how things are supposed to go, you know, and specifically in the world of mothering, but everywhere, right? Like, just yeah. don't take what is told you as the only way or the way. And what does it mean to question so that we can then make more discerned choices and live more in integrity with our purpose, you know, and fuel our purposeful living and living to our vision. So I I wanted to stop for a moment and underline that. And I know that's been a big part as unpacking wiring for you and where you came family-wise, culture-wise to be even saying what you're saying right now. Yeah. I mean, it's the understanding piece, right? So, you know, as a Colombian, there's there's a lot of things that are beautiful about my culture and my traditions and the way that I was raised. And there's also some things that now I'm seeing through a different lens. Like I'll give you an example. For example, the notion about, you know, motherhood and the role of women 
mm-hmm. that I grew up with was all about sacrificial love, right? Like as a mother and as a woman, I was born to pour everything out mm-hmm. to others, to help others, to support others, to be kind of like that anchor for everyone else and really not to pay attention to what's happening inside of me. So it's that sacrificial way of living that I learned from my grandmothers, from my mom, and that was instilled in me as a very early age. And with that came, you know, the notion of I need to obey. I need to say yes to everything. My dad, as the male figure and patriarch of the family, his say is the only thing that goes. So I learned to be that way and to follow the rules. Mm. And because there were some additional, you know, dysfunctions in my family, like alcoholism, and, you know, my mom was almost this kind of like victim of the circumstances. I grew up, I mean, I think too soon, and I took on the responsibility of the household. And I was, after all, following what I was seeing, right? Like I I obey, I follow, I serve, I help. And I became the responsible in the house. Yeah. And as dad. Like a a little mother, even before. Yeah, to everyone and in your childhood and in your upbringing, right? So that got wired in even more. It's not just what you observed, it's what you did as a child. Yes, Mm -hmm. great. Chris, a great point. It's almost these kind of embodied role that I set to be. And don't take me wrong, there was a lot of fulfillment in that, right? Because I felt that there was a a, a place and that there was a a reason for me to be there. And that gave me my mattering and that gave me a sense of belonging. Even I had a role and I was trying to like fix the situation and make everyone happy. But at the same time, and that's all of the things that I was able to analyze as an adult, that kind of cost, you know, that's more about that. that I I know it's, you know, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what kind of like my aspirations were. And I I really was depleted. And I think what I realized that was, you know, after being in business for five years and pouring everything out there as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, yeah. as a minority business owner, right? Yeah. I found myself completely out of energy, out of like new thoughts or contribution. It was almost like I, I hit a wall and that's when kind of like right came along my my life. And I realized that, wait a minute, there's something different that needs to happen. I, I can't keep living and giving in this capacity if I don't put anything back in my own picture. Right. Oh, yes. You're just hitting it right on the head, Clara. And, and again, underlining a couple of things that you're saying that are so beautiful is I did what got the role I took on and that role had value to me in my upbringing. It helped me feel like seen and needed. And, and we could even say it was, it served a purpose, right? You were living purposely, purposefully, just not with as much, you know, consciousness or intention, Mm -hmm. you know, as children, it's survival. It's, you know, what we kind of need to do. And it doesn't, like you said, doesn't mean we weren't getting something out of it for ourselves. And then that's, of course, then how you would come in gangbusters and what also made you successful starting a business and having the fortitude to do it is you had 
this very responsible wiring already in there. You know, you were had so many ways you had to be an adult as a child when you take on that level of responsibility. So there's then a huge benefit to that. And then, you know, what I hear you say and underlining is there was something inside you that was starting to really realize if I keep going this way, where it's all about giving to my clients or giving to others, that's not a sustainable model. <laughs> and no. and people do it. And it's amazing how much we can operate on top of it and be successful for a period. But it's going to, you, you were starting to recognize it was going to have a cost. And, yeah. and that's when, you know, you started seeking out and, you know, found the, the graduate program. But can you say more about that? Like, what were the clues that you had? What was starting to show up that really reveal, like, I need to learn some new skills or, you know, think about this differently than I have been? Yeah, well, I think I think one of the, the things, Gertrude, was the fulfillment piece, right? Mm-hmm. So I've always been very people-centered. I love people. I love coming alongside people and, and be the supportive person. But I was realizing that even that was not as fulfilling as it was before. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like it was becoming part of my routine, but there was nothing new or nothing different about that routine that was making mm-hmm. me go like, oh gosh, like this is really wonderful. And this has given me sure. kind of like that sense of energy and aliveness and the sense of commitment. So I think it was almost like things were getting a little dusty, even in the services that I was providing. Mm-hmm. And then believe it or not, there was a lot of almost like deep discontent. Like there was almost something like visceral that I was not being able to stay still. Yeah. It was experiential, like, you know, like just not comfortable in my own skin. There was something Mm. missing. And I think it's that desire for more. It's that being hungry for what else is there for me to to do or to learn or to experience. Mm. And that's all of that I, I was able to uncover and, and go for when it, when it came to my own emotional being. Yeah. And even being open to my emotions. I'm like, wait a minute. What? My emotions? What <laughs> is this? So, yeah, because, you know, the emotional part was also something that I learned to shut down because after all, I was holding the weight of my household on my shoulders. Well, the weight of and the chaos of an alcoholic system and a mom who's victimized, emotions were, I'm going to assume, dangerous, right? Like it wasn't. And when people had them, they weren't responsible. So you had wiring that needed to be examined around positive aspects of our, of any of our emotions. So, yeah. And I want to go back. I really want to dig into this emotions piece and your journey with that, you know, both kind of culturally as a woman, you know, what were the beliefs that you had to break down, but you broke a big one just by naming nothing was terrible. Like you had a business at the time that you were starting and reaching this point. Did you have your son at that time or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. it was. Uh, so, yeah, he was in middle school. So, yeah, so he was part of the whole thing of me realizing that I can be satisfied personally by looking at the things that really matter to me. Mm-hmm. And I also could be a mother to him and a wife. But the big point is I can be a, a wife and a mother 
that does not sacrifice her own satisfaction and her own pleasure and her own yes i'm like wait what i can actually have all of that and without me going under the radar without me like falling off the wagon and anything that it was and, and i stop and it's very emotional because it gave me the freedom it gave me the freedom to choose me for the very first time to put my own needs first and it's still it's still sometimes a bottle, but I know that if I do that, I can be a better mom. I can be a better wife. I can be a better business owner. So oh. it's so worth it. I just, yeah. And I really want to <laughs> pause and acknowledge you letting yourself touch that and feel yeah. that because that's where exactly what I wanted to underline was the bravery and that you let that small voice inside that's yeah. had an inkling that you could, you know, that there was something off here, but that, whoa, it might be possible for me to have my own satisfaction and just how much that shakes up, you know, everything that you had been taught to believe yeah. that you then took steps toward it. It's courageous. Yeah. And I, and I want to keep underlining it so much so that other women who maybe haven't even thought about that they could be satisfied. And I want you to paint that picture even more of what that looked like in the journey, but just that it was possible and as dangerous even maybe as that felt at the moment you started having it, that you kindled it. You let that spark stay ignited and built yeah. and built and built on it. And that's, I think, the key thing that we're talking about here. So it's beautiful and tender. And I I want you to, you can take yeah. like kind of pick up from there for yourself. Cause yeah. I, I think understanding the journey that it took, it didn't just like, Oh, I had that thought. And then, Oh, it magically happened. I was, I suddenly like, you know, was satisfied every moment. I know it's a hard one journey and it continues. It doesn't it mean totally. we can't keep it, but if yeah, you could it's, it's... share more about what the steps and I don't mean to make it sound so linear like steps, but the process, the journey that you've we're on and yeah, I think I think it continues, right? It's it's the process of noticing my emotions. First of all, learning to notice my emotions. How do they show up in my body? Because for so long, I mean, like whatever, 40 plus years, I learned to put them down and to kind of like hide them very, very deep in my soul because I, I needed to take care of everybody else, right? So I needed to be the strong one. I needed to be happy most of the time and positive most of the time because it was a big responsibility and I felt that I had to be responsible for the emotions of everybody else as if that was really my to take but when I started questioning things it was almost this learning process of understanding how the emotions actually work in our body sadness and hurt could feel similarly but they come in a different way and they and the expression of and, and the body sensations are differently it was a pretty interesting thing for me to do and i think that was kind of like the new thing that i was looking for like the new content the new the new information that will get me ignited again and it was not about memorizing stuff yeah, that's yeah, what i was gonna say this is that's totally different than what you probably thought like some it new infusion would be like a new theory or a new framework or this. I mean, I guess discovering and living your emotions is a framework, but it's it was well, so much more is, about and the being than anything yes. else. And that was mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah, it was mind blowing. And I and I think it was 
yes, it's the piece about the understanding and the logic and getting the concept and having a logic understanding of what it is, but then wait a minute, it goes deeper. Like I actually have to apply that and then bring it back to me and then pause and start feeling, feeling the feelings in my body. And that was a very surreal kind of experience. Mm. And when I tasted enough, I knew there was something there for me to uncover. And emotions are actually a beautiful way into understanding really what's happening when it comes to not only the feelings, but to read kind of the circumstances around and to relate to other people better. I mean, it's it's the social That's emotional right. intelligence part, but it doesn't happen unless you understand it for yourself and unless you experience it for yourself. Mm. And I think the big breakthrough for me, Gertrude, was because I have been driven by doing. I've been driven by striving and perfecting yeah. and performing, right? It's, it's everything about the doing and the capacity and my skills and all of that. And that all is wonderful, but I'm not just a doing human. I'm a being. And how many times do we just not even pause to acknowledge that? Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather, if that's the space that you're in, and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico. Zihuatanejo, meaning land of the goddess women. And coming to really take time for yourself. Okay, and that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go. It's a five and a half day retreat, getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if the idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up, but now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. 
go to events, and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. I know, and we're so taught in our culture, Clara, and you're underlining it so beautifully from your lived experience that we actually, and this was underlined in the work I've done with Jill Bolte-Taylor, that we are emotional beings that think, right? And that's so what you're saying, right? And our Western culture and our over imbalance with masculine, feminine, yin, yang, we have many, many years of this belief that doing reigns supreme, right? Like accomplish, do, but we're talking about a synergy, right? It doesn't mean now like the being is the best or what should be most lived, but the two together is so powerful, right? And uh, they can support each other so beautifully. And I think that's a big part. And when I've been with you on your journey, that was lighting that spark, right? For you. I mean, and it doesn't mean it wasn't really hard at times. And I do remember times where you're like, "Ah, just... I just want to do, I want just get this just done. Give me the A because I'm already an A. So what's the point, right? Like give me that freaking A. Right. But yeah, I would say like, and the, the image that comes to mind right now, it's, it's a beautiful dance. There's a reason why we were created with this beautiful body and our capacity to think, you know, our thoughts, our mind. But there's also something deeper. It's it's our heart. It's, you know, yeah. the emotional side. You know, many can call it spirituality or, you know, our soul. We're holistic human beings. We're a beautiful creation. And I think tapping into that potential and that that we don't know and that mm-hmm. that, you know, it's there, but we still don't know. It's, it's just a beautiful opportunity to, to learn and to grow sure. and to channel things differently. And to question, mm-hmm. right? It's it's that sense of curiosity and kind of being little again, where everything yeah. is kind of yeah. all wonder. So yeah, it's been a beautiful ride. It's life changing, really. Sure. It's life changing sure. because I see now that saying yes to me means saying yes to being a better mom and to having a different lens to actually have conversations with my now 17-year-old. Yeah, say more about that. I was just thinking like, let's see how you've been applying this. Heard a little bit in the business, which I still want to hear more of too, but in your mothering of your son and the shift, like once you started realizing emotions were okay and having them yourself and then bringing that into your mothering. Say more about that. It's been a, a really beautiful shift to now for me understand that I... I'm not responsible for the way my 17-year-old lives his life. I mean, I am there to support him and to guide him, but he's his own person now. And I think as a mother, and I think what I even saw my mom doing, even to the date, it's almost this need to take over Mm. and to live the life through our children when there's a moment of beautiful and hard and tough and challenging and heartbreaking separation that makes us realize they're their own person. Yeah. And I think realizing that that is okay and not feeling guilty about not being the over, 
you know, overarching, you know, mom that takes over and that wants to hold to him. Hold on, yeah. Hold on to him and like keep him close and and just protect and, you know, do on, on his behalf and all of that. It's liberating. What I see is that he's doing okay and yeah. and he will be okay. And guess what? When he makes mistakes, you know, I'll be here, but it's his time to go for whatever he wants to go in life and create his own path. That's beautiful. So that kind of and separation. That, yeah. And, and we might know that's good in our head, but the doing of it can be a different story, you know? Because we have this wiring, you know, around like your job as a mother and what you had been wired with. So, you know, that you got there and because you saw for yourself and it isn't something you said and you can tell me if this is so for you, but the more you were satisfied with your life and creating your life and both with the business, but then emotionally and going for your satisfaction and realizing it was okay to go for that. Was that a part of being able to let him live his own life because you had your own? Yeah. Well, absolutely. And that he's okay. Yeah. Like he he doesn't need me to be there all day long for him to be okay. And it was a both and. Like it's mm-hmm. okay to be a mother and it's okay to be a mother who wants to pursue her own needs and her yeah. own satisfaction. And saying no to being with him for a couple of hours to saying yes to being in class or to actually go out on a walk because I want to go on a walk right now. And it's what I kind of need and want and desire. I don't have to sacrifice mm-hmm. anymore for the well-being of him or others. Yeah, and And I think there's an element of understanding that historically, although I found my my mattering by doing for people. I was actually enabling oh. and I was creating codependency as well, oh, wow. which is what my mom did. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and, and I still see it today. I mean, cannot let go. And she does sadly, she didn't develop her own, her own life, her own womenhood mm-hmm. because he cared for and served others and put everybody else first. So I am breaking the mold and by How does that, that feel? Being... How does that feel <laughs> when you say that, you know, that you're breaking a line of, of, oh, I'm, I'm thinking about women being not as important as they should be. I don't, I'm, I'm like at a loss for words, but you name it. Like, what is, yeah, why don't it's... you say, what is the line? And I'm going to call it the codes that you're rewiring or renaming, but it's also a long line of tradition. Tradition. Yeah. And it's, one that it's wasn't the tradition. Yeah, it's the tradition and the culture around Latino women not having their own voice mm. or being dependent on the caring and the giving, you know, to be defined in that way. And I think when I say I broke the mold is because I'm doing that with my own son and I'm doing that by paying attention to my needs first and by focusing to what I need to be satisfied. Yeah. And that's almost sinful. I mean, when I think about that and when I see even even my cousins, it's a completely no no or it was. I mean, things have right. changed a little bit, but it's still it's part of that tradition and ingrained way of being defined by what other people say instead right. of what you want it to be. 
Exactly. Um, and self-sacrifice was seen as an honor, yeah. you minimizing yourself, your needs, putting yourself and, you know, the ultimate act of being a woman is having a child and then putting that child first. And, yeah. you know, and then that's so it. it. Go. And that's it. Then it's don't, almost like your life ends. Don't do anything else. Right. You're done. So it's breaking through all of that with compassion and with integrity and all of that, but with a deep conviction that there is another way, that there's another pathway to follow and that it is okay to try new things and to Mm -hmm. say what I wouldn't say 20 years ago to my father or to nowadays when I'm faced with men in leadership to be okay and ask the questions and, you know, challenge a thought. You know, men don't have the final say, but that's what I grew up believing. So it's all of those distinctions about what is it that was engraved in my programming as kind of Mm -hmm. that map or blueprint, and then being curious enough to stop and think when those things are stopping me or preventing me or blocking me from what's possible and from that growth and that stretching and that piece about, you know, the whole satisfaction piece is, is big. Yeah. So I think that's part of rewriting, at least for me, the mother code as a Colombian American mm-hmm. mom and women. Hear, hear. Thank, you yes. know, thank goodness. And thank you for being willing to take what is and, you know, is risky, right? Like it's. And messy. I and know messy. Like yes, please. Yes, because we know that wasn't allowed until you started. That was not allowed. No. The perfect child needed to be perfect and put together. And I needed to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Asking for help was kind of not good because after all, I was expected to know it all, right? So being a, an A student, A plus student throughout all my life, and being, you know, responsible and deliberate and committed, all of those are are really nice attributes and qualifications that have gotten me where I am. But they also are not the only way yeah. for me to be successful and for me to be fulfilled. Even the thought of it right now gets me mm-hmm. goosebumps, but it is okay to one make mistakes. It's okay to not have it all put together. I think there's a historical way for me to being kind of a stickler. Mm-hmm. So if it was not perfect and, and and if I didn't have it all, then it was not good enough. Right. Right. And now what I'm inviting myself to consider and to play with is it's okay to be messy. And messy to me doesn't necessarily mean physically messy. It could, right. yeah. but it's really more about going into something without having it all clear. Mm. making decisions based on some information, but perhaps there's nothing said in stone and being okay with going with the adventure of it. It's- well, right. And from your old paradigm, even as you you know, were saying, Clara, you got A's, A pluses your whole life. Getting a B is messy, right? Yes. Like that would be fall into your messy category, right? As, as you said, just to give another Great example, point. what's messy? Ah, yeah. like, how, yeah, that must. Yeah, be it's, it's a great reminder, Gertrude, because I did <laughs> have a couple of bees. And and the first was like, oh, it's almost like a, a tension in the stomach. But right. 
it's okay. Does the yeah. B define me? No, it does not. No, no, it does not. Messy is really speaking my voice and giving my opinion instead of mm-hmm. just swallowing it because what what would people think? Or maybe it's not the popular thing to say. Yeah. So that's being messy. You know, being messy is telling my husband, you know, I'm I'm choosing to do something differently mm-hmm. by myself or with my friends. I'm not with you today. That's exactly. being messy. Whoa, right. That's yep. being messy. Oh, I love it. I, I love all of this. So what you've talked about how doing this and doing this for yourself was so important. Is there anything else you want to say or name about taking on your own, using your own growth and learning, adopting more self-love and self-care and the impact that that has had on your company, your mothering, your relationship with your husband. You can, you don't have to talk about all three, but just maybe a little yeah. bit more about that impact because so you're mothering all of them. That's why I want to yes. say like, you don't, you're mothering all those areas and more, but you can yeah. pick any one of well, them. Well, I think that I'm so glad that you brought up the the self-love concept because for me, it was foreign until I understood what it meant. Yeah. And by understood, I also mean after I experience how it feels to have self-love. Mm. So because all of my life, I grew up facing outward and caring for other people, I really didn't understand what self-care meant or self-love meant so part of the emotions and part of you know understanding what emotions are and starting to feel my emotions got these kind of like door open to the notion that self-love happens within and it Mm. starts by me loving myself and me being supportive of myself Mm. and championing my own needs and in a way being a mother to myself again Uh, and i can do that every day as an adult now and i can choose to and this is emotional because that's that's actually the the title of my capstone is how do i learn to love myself and how do i continue to love myself and how do i talk sweetly to myself instead of cells beat up or instead yeah. of being this judgmental voice and self-critic, which I did for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the sweet, comforting self-affirmation that I as a mother can do for others. And I do that very, very well. Mm-hmm. And now, little by little, I'm doing it for myself as well. That's so beautiful, Clara. Yeah. Thanks for, you know, touching that space again. And because that's self-mothering, right? Yeah. Acknowledging yeah. the journey that you've been on and, and feeling it and the beautifulness and the bittersweetness and all of it, right? The whole oh, thing, right. every piece of it yeah. has value because you're valuable, because yeah. you have value and your journey's valuable. And the most important person we need to mother is ourselves, right? Yeah. And- and that's and, and the impact that does that that has yeah. you know the impact that I've seen you know now I see my clients through a different lens I'm able to see them almost like through they're not a business to me they're people and they mm-hmm. have their own stories and 
what I'm trying to do now is because I now have these beautiful knowledge and experiences, then I share that with them. So I show up differently. Yeah. And I think for them, and I've heard it many times, is they feel seen. They feel heard and appreciated and valued mm. beyond the money sign. Mm. And for me, that's priceless. Absolutely. It's such a deep yearning, you know, that we that we all have, you know, to be yeah. seen, to be known, yeah. to be reflected accurately. And mm-hmm. so beautiful. Well, I would love to like keep going and going. It's always the hardest thing for me to do is to wrap up. But you just talked about your clients and this and what you give them and what's possible. So it'll be in the show notes, but how can people come to find you and find out more about you and the work that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I have my website, Breaking Through Consulting and Coaching. And my website URL is startbreakingthrough.com. Startbreakingthrough.com. And the reason for that is because that's what I've been doing, breaking through those limiting beliefs, those traditions and those ways of being that were kind of approved. And I'm breaking through all of that. And that's what I help my clients do, whether through the branding and strategy or through the coaching piece and through you know, speaking engagements, you know, it's planting that seed that there's, there's other ways Mm. of doing, there's other ways of being as well. And it starts by, you know, your realization that you matter enough, that you're adorable and lovable, and that you're a gift and a blessing and a contribution already. So that Mm self-love piece is part of that, that journey that I try to bring to the table as an entrepreneur, as a mom, as a woman, as a wife, as a friend. Yeah. yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So last question, Clara, is what does rewriting the mother code mean to you? Oh, it means having a white canvas hmm. in front of you. And it means having the choices of the colors and the shapes and the um, theme and the creation that you want to create. It's it's having this space for you to become and be whatever you want to be. And for me, it means questioning and challenging things and expressing and being curious and exploring and taking this one life that I am given and live it to the fullest potential that I can with the ups and downs and seek that fulfillment and seek that satisfaction and that openness and that honesty that that takes to live courageously into, into every day. So it's a white canvas and I get to paint it every day with um, whatever I want. So it's the choosing of, of that too. Well, I love being part of and in your canvas and I think you painted or shared the canvas that you're painting so beautifully today. And I can't thank you enough for joining me today, being here and just bringing your full self so beautifully. Clara, thank you. Thank you, Gertrude, for the opportunity and for the space that you have created for women like me to come and to express and to share a little bit of our stories so that we can also be 
inspiration for others. So thank you so, so much, Gertrude. You bet. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother. Wait, no. Subscribe to Mother Her. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included, find it. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com. I'll see you next time.